multifamily asset management is really um, you know, it's overseeing a multi-million dollar business. I mean, that's what these apartment complexes are. It's it's a multi-million dollar business. So when you think about that, um, you, know, you have the, the marketing matrix of any business that really applies to multifamily as well. So you, you need to focus on the product, the people, the price, and the promotion. Uh, Let's get ready to scale. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for yet another episode of Ready to Scale. I'm Jeanette Friedrich, a Director of Investor Relations at Blue Lake Capital. Joining me today is my colleague, Chad Bottom. Chad is actually our Director of Asset Management at Blue Lake Capital. Previously, he was the Vice President of Real Estate Asset Management at DWS Group. A little fun fact that I dug up on him is that he actually served as a Young Leaders Group co-chair for the Urban Land Institute and actually got to live in Moscow for about four years, which is really interesting. He has an MBA in finance and real estate from Wharton, and he's coming to us from Los Angeles. So Chad, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeanette. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on the show because I want to get into talking about asset management. Um, you know, on the surface, it's like, hey, let's buy an apartment, let's hire a third-party property management company, let's make sure that you manage those people, and let's sit back and rake in the money. Super easy, right? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it would be easy, but in reality, it's not quite that simple. <laughs> of course it's not. So let's let's kind of start off first by just talking about what is actual asset management because there's a lot of different definitions that people can uh you know assign to that. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I think that different investment firms also um within their company have different functions assigned to asset management. So it can go um as far as being on one side more of a portfolio management or of a strategic oversight position um, for the for the portfolio and multiple properties to the other end of the spectrum where it's more actual property management where it's you know focused on on-site operations sometimes even um you know visiting the properties on a daily basis and um and more of a property management function but also can can um go into accounting. You know, there are a lot of accounting-based uh, functions in asset management as well. But really, when it comes down to it, the, the nuts and bolts of asset management are the implementation of a property's business plan. So, you know, that means uh, oversight of property management companies, making sure that the, the property operations are moving in the right direction. Um, and then, and then you know, adjusting as as market conditions or needs or the overall strategy for property changes as well. Very good definition and a nice summary there. Okay, well, let's kind of dig into, uh, there's a million things we could talk about, right? But, you know, the majority of our listeners are passive multifamily investors, of course. So let's talk about what you believe are the three components that investors need to know most about property management or asset management, um, you know, that ultimately will impact them. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that the number one thing that comes to mind that, yeah, you know, maybe a lot of investors, um, maybe don't know or they don't think about in this much detail, but multifamily asset management is really, um, you know, it's overseeing a multi-million dollar business. I mean, that's what these apartment complexes are. It's it's a multi-million dollar business. So when you think about that, um, you, know, you have the, the marketing matrix of any business that really applies to multifamily.
as well. So you, you need to focus on the product, the people, the price, and the promotion. Um, and it, you know, when we underwrite properties, usually you underwrite a five to seven year hold period. But in reality, properties will trade a lot more quickly than that. So if you think about that, I mean, take a step back and think about any business. Um, re-establishing the marketing matrix every, I mean, three years or four years is is a big pass. Um, so I think that that's probably one of the biggest things. It's not just you know getting in and, and keeping things going as they were. Because if you're, you know, take the product, for example, the units themselves. If you have a renovation plan, you have to re-establish what that product is. You have to choose the, the finishes. You have to find a contractor. Um, and, and you really have to fine tune what that product is and what the market is wants. You know what what the demand in the market is. Do you do quartz countertops? Do you do granite countertops? Um, and then the people is probably the biggest thing. You know, you have a property manager who is there at the property, basically the CEO of a multi million dollar business, um, and there is a lot of pressure on on that individual. And property managers that you know they do amazing things. Um, but a lot is, is expected of them. So I think you know, making sure that the right team is hired um, is, is also a very important factor um, of, of managing this multi-million dollar business. And then the price, you, you have, <clears throat> there are a lot of great tools. Um, we just rolled out um, AI revenue management uh, at our portfolio, but that really helps with the price. You get dynamic daily pricing that is looking at what the, the market demand is um, every single day and changing all of the pricing on every single available unit. Um, but if you don't have that, or if you're in a lease up or have a different strategy, your pricing strategy may also be very different. If you have a lot of new developments in the submarket, then you need to take that into consideration for your pricing as well. And then the last, you know, the last P that needs to be considered is, is promotion or your marketing. You know, how much are you spending for your internet lead sources? Um, do you have an outreach marketing campaign, establishing relationships with employers uh, or companies that are in the neighborhood as well is a really important factor for establishing this, you know, this new business. Yeah. And it seems like there's so many different places that have, um, you know, come on board or come online for uh, actually using this type of marketing. And I'm curious to know if having such a dilution of marketplace, especially online, um, you know, has created some challenges and are, are there still traditional front runners when it comes to where to be posting openings as opposed to some of the newer, um, you know, technologies that have developed lately? Really good question. You know, I think, I think in, in part COVID kind of changed that um, where a lot of leasing went to, went to online leasing for, you know, a year and a half, a couple of years. And I think that, um, I, I think there's a big element of, leasing in multifamily right now that won't ever go go back um, the way it was before COVID. But um, yeah, apartments.com is is one of the big internet lead sources that I think almost every property is um, to some extent uh, utilizing. Um, Zillow, it, it really is sub-market dependent. Um, Craigslist postings um, you know, are not as common as they used to be, but there are some sub-markets where, um, where those postings are still also very effective. Um, so, I mean, again, it goes back kind of to the to the people, to your regional manager and your community manager, and the local presence, understanding you know, what works in you know in that market. If you're in a suburb outside of Atlanta or you know downtown Phoenix, there are going to be um, 
some common themes, but also some unique uh, internet lead sources or SEO campaigns. And then also, you know, state by state or, or um, in different municipalities, there, there could be some regulation as well, whether or not you can, uh, you can use uh, different agencies to, to help find apartments and, and pay them you know, a month rent or whatever. You know, sometimes those, those are very common and, and allowed and sometimes they're not in certain municipalities. Very interesting. So I can definitely see the advantage of having a regionally based uh, property management company over maybe, you know, possibly a national one. I mean, obviously an operator's choice, but I can see some of the the distinct advantages of having that local knowledge. Interesting. Um, now, what other factor do you believe, you know, investors really need to understand about asset management? Ready to Scale is brought to you by Blue Lake Capital, where we hunt down the best multifamily investment opportunities that we can find and invite investors to join in with us. We target Class B value-add multifamily properties across the Sunbelt. Our CEO, Ellie Perlman, invests a substantial amount of capital into every deal. This means our interests are aligned with yours. If you're an accredited investor looking to expand your portfolio and diversify sponsors, be sure to visit us at bluelake-capital.com. Blue Lake Capital, be bold, be extraordinary, and keep moving forward. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, the second factor may, may be more simple than, than the first one, but uh, just as important would be the dynamic nature of asset management. Um, a lot of times, uh, you know, I think that investors will will finish their underwriting. Uh, you have a beautiful um, acquisition model that, you know, that, that tells you all of the exact returns and, and numbers and everything like that. Um, the day after you close, um, markets are going to change, right? Like maybe maybe the market rates increase, maybe they decrease, but um, almost 100% guaranteed they're not going to be exactly what's in the acquisitions model. So I think, uh, I mean, that's, that's really the core of asset management is understanding the shifts in, in the market. Um, and it's not just from a rental rate perspective. I mean, that's a big part of it. Like what are the comps doing? What is the market doing as far as rental rates? Um, and, and, you know, feeding into that is the, the number of new developments that are, that are being delivered. What is, you know, it just goes back to the basic supply and demand fundamentals. Um, but I think even more than that, it, it, you know, if you're doing a value add property, for example, and you have unit renovations, do you need to shift with your unit renovations? Maybe you're spending, you know, $15,000 a unit and you're installing beautiful quartz countertops but your premium is not really what you thought it would be. And once you start really uh, diving into it, visiting the comps, you understand that you know the, the demographic where the property is doesn't really discern the difference between a granite and a quartz countertop. And so you're able to save you know, five or $700 and switch back to granite. So I think it's, you know, it gets down to really the granular level of being flexible, just having a pulse on what the market is doing from you know, from from rental rates to what finish levels um, the the target demographic appreciates. Very interesting, and you know, I really have not honestly thought a whole lot about asset management because you know that's not my wheelhouse. Um, but it, I, you know, you're making incredible points. It is incredibly dynamic, and you really do have to just be on your toes and able to adjust all the time. 
uh, with, you know, the next day being, you know, kind of unknown and for, you know, where things are going to go. It's very impressive. I don't know uh, quite how you keep your sanity there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it could be really exciting as well. You know, there's, there are shifts every single day that are, you know, e either positive or negative. It just, it keeps life interesting for sure. <laughs> No doubt. No doubt. Well, what about this third factor? What is the third factor that you think is most important for investors to know? I think the third factor is it's more high level and you know, it really goes back to um, real estate cycles, which we all know that you know, there are cycles in real estate. It's not always uh, boom. It's not always bust. <laughs> thank, thank goodness. I think that's why we all like real estate is because we, um, we understand that there are times when you know, when rental rates are really high and, and things are great. But I think um, what what maybe a lot of investors don't really understand is, um, you know, asset management is, is always important. Um, but when, when the cycle is in a downturn or when things slow down, I think there is really a, a bigger focus on asset management. Um, it, and that's uh, mostly, I think, because the underwriting model um, projects a certain net operating income. And when the markets are not increasing with rental rates as much, the focus really turns to expenses and way that you can optimize uh, just operating efficiencies. Uh, if you can push income or revenue anymore. So it really gets down to more of, of the strategic manual levers because you're not just, you know, writing the tide up <laughs> in, a, in a great economy. So you know, really, the third thing is just the importance of asset management in in pushing uh, other income and revenue, and then cutting back on expenses in a in a, uh, in a slower market cycle. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, just to kind of add some more color to that. Um, you know, NOI is super important because it can help to counter, basically counteract or counterbalance uh, what cap rates are doing right now to valuations, right? So as cap rates have increased, um, that has pushed the valuation down on properties, but you're not always just, um, at, you know, you're not held to that standard alone. If you have an NOI that's continuing to grow, then you can actually, you know, basically counter that negative impact by still continuing to grow your NOI. So, you know, I think that's one thing that's really important for investors to know is that if you see that NOI growth, you can have a lot more confidence in the health of the investment overall, uh, even if it's, you know, even if there's pressure in the short term. Uh, and I know for sure, and I'll give you, you know, big kudos. I know you've been able to grow the NOI um, across, you know, uh, several of our properties and, and it's not an easy feat at all. So uh, definitely very important and uh, just continue to be strong and, and stay the course because you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a, um, a, a bit more challenging uh, the market now than, than it was, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, but I think there are also some great opportunities and, uh, you know, I think it's exciting to be able to explore what those opportunities are. Well, Chad, this has been really insightful and I really appreciate you taking time to, uh, you know, kind of highlight this for myself, for investors and for those that are listening today. Before I let you go, I do want to put you through what we call the lightning round questions, which is five questions that we ask all of the guests that come on the show. So are you ready? Sure. Yeah. All right. So what do you actually do for fun? What is a hobby of yours? <laughs> uh, I, I love travel. I'm very passionate about traveling, mostly to outdoorsy kind of adventurous locations. So 
you know, I think whether it's a, a road trip with my dogs to the Canadian Rockies or a trip to Antarctica or the Faroe Islands or something like that, that's, I mean, that's what really gets me excited. Very cool. Very nice. Now, what is something that most people don't know about you? Well, I mean, you apparently know this and kind of spoiled it at the beginning, but I, th I think most people don't know that I, I lived in Eastern Europe for um, six years and am actually fluent in Russian. Very cool. And how did you end up there? Well, for the first two years, I was in the Baltics as a missionary. And then um, I was in Moscow for four years after business school doing real estate development. Very cool. Wow. All right. Now, what is far, what about a book? Is there any type of book that you would recommend that our listeners uh, should, you know, read, as, especially if they maybe have any particular interest in asset management? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think, I, I don't know if this is really <laughs> uh, relevant to asset management as much, but I think, you know, one book that really has stood out to me is um, Option B by Sheryl Sandberg and Adam Grant. You know, I think that um, in life, we all have obstacles and setbacks. And I think that book really helped put things in perspective for me and how to deal with, you know, with life as we maybe have things that come up that weren't necessarily uh, what we anticipated when we were younger. <laughs> yeah, very true. And actually, that that's a great segue into my last question for you, which is, you know, we talk about on the show that, you know, while we do care about returns and strong investments and money, it's not just about that. And it's really about trying to support our investors in building and living extraordinary lives. So what is your opinion about how to live an extraordinary life? Yeah, I I really think that prioritizing health is key to that. You know, we can, as long as we have a healthy body, a healthy mind, we can achieve so much more. And I think that's really the core of, of leading an extraordinary life. Yeah, very good insight. Very good insight. All right. Well, Chad, thank you so much for taking time to uh, share all of this with us today. Definitely appreciate it. And for those of you listening, thank you so much for your time. Please don't forget to like, rate, and review the show. Uh, leave us a comment and let us know what you'd like to hear more of. And in the meantime, be bold, be strong and keep moving forward. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>